Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What's up, guys? WWE superstar Seth Rollins here. Check me out on the Complex Sports Podcast. On this week's episode of the Complex Sports Podcast, we dive into March Madness craziness, Cade Cunningham versus Jalen Suggs, and much more. Plus, Seth Rollins joins the show for WrestleMania week. Let's get to it. What up? What up? What up? It's your man Chops. Brand new episode of the Complex Sports Podcast. As always, joined by Adam and Zion. Fellas, what are we doing today? How are we feeling this week on this glorious, glorious day in New York City? The weather is finally turning. The birds are chirping. Baseball is back. Spring is here. How are we feeling, guys? How are we feeling, Adam? Is the sky falling because the Yankees are one and two? Ooh. Yeah. Who cares? <laughs> okay. Uh, okay, Mr. Yankee fan over there. Who cares, bro? It's the first week of the season. I, I gonna... would agree. I would agree. I would agree. I, and I would say, a... I, feel like, I feel like viewership has been down at this point. Like... Uh, did you listen to the Yes broadcast? Because Michael K couldn't couldn't shut the fuck up about the ratings. The opening day uh, nah. Yankees broadcast did crazy numbers. I actually I think that. baseball numbers are actually doing pretty well. They're I think actually, a lot of people watched Otani last night. I think yeah, uh, I was watching that. I, too. I was tapped in. That's uh, welcome to the podcast. We have a big episode this week. We have Seth Rollins talking WrestleMania a little bit later. Really fun interview. As this podcast continues to grow, we are becoming more adult like. You know, this isn't the free wielding. Uh, unsanctioned talk that we want to, you know, always do. We're always going to bring you those raw emotions and, and that feeling, but we're going to segment things a little bit. We're going to get a little more organized because as this podcast continues to grow, uh, they want us to be adults and they want us to be, you know, a little more uniform. So we're going to get more in line. Professional. Yeah, a little more professional, you there know, you a go. little a little more uh, in line, but we're still going to bring those uncensored. We know Adam's not used to me. Zion's Excuse me, pal? Keep his, yeah, Zion's going to keep doing his little side comments, his little slide comments. Oh, side... stop those. Yeah, exactly. But Once again, know... we can barely see his face on Zoom as we record this. Why do you want to yeah. see my face so much? Zion literally woke up 13 minutes ago. It is noon. We are recording at noon on the East Coast. and Zion. I want to see your mannerisms, pal. No, that's kind of weird. Bro. I want to know what are you doing until we'll get to the segments in a second that we're going to start doing. What are you doing until five in the morning on a Sunday? That you that you're who said I went to who said I went to bed at five so, in the morning? I'm just a, do you just sleep eighteen hours? Why are you sleeping till noon? I wasn't sleeping. I said waking up. The act of waking up is not physically, you know, oh your eyes open. Waking up is you start your day. You're fully geared and ready to work. I haven't woken up yet. Uh, I, I don't know if I believe the, that, pal. The, when you wake the, you, up, when your goddamn that's eyes are open. y'all are a different generation. Y'all built different. All right. So as Zion just woke up and as we are going to explain some of our new segments coming up, we do have to talk about this weekend because it was a huge, huge, huge college basketball weekend, March Madness. We are recording this before the national championship game happens. So we obviously do, know, do not know what happens in Gonzaga-Baylor. I have my suspicions of what's going to happen. But we do have to talk about this weekend because it was – was that the best 
Final four game since Kentucky Duke, Christian Leitner shot, the Jalen Sugg shot, UCLA Gonzaga. I mean, the Villanova UNC game. Still, Villanova UNC, okay. It still has my, still has the edge of my opinion. But this is that was real college basketball. Y'all were texting you, you and Angel were texting me a couple of weeks ago that the, the game before that, that UCLA game they had that was like fifty to forty eight was college basketball. That was a good game. I told you that game was trash. <laughs> it was terrible. Saturday's game that was one of the best basketball games I've ever seen. It was very good. I feel very bad for UCLA. They played a perfect game and they lost. It was yeah. a lot of fun, and Jalen Suggs obviously gave you a memory that's going to last a lifetime. That was an incredible shot, an incredible performance. That sequence where he blocked the shot and had that awesome bounce pass um, was some of the best, like you know, fifteen twenty seconds you'll see in college basketball for a few years. Um, and also, can, props we, can to, we can we say it though? He what fa- he fouled him. Like I, I can't believe I'm the only one that he he got the arm. He fouled him. It wasn't called on the floor, so you know that'll, that'll be <laughs> lost. Uh, that'll be it, lost to history, right yeah. there. It's, it, yeah. it kills the sequence. I can't. I can't argue about the fouls. That sequence yeah. was too far. You know how bad officiating. You don't watch that much college basketball. You know how bad the no, officiating it, is across terrible, the board. But I, yeah. Another thing, I can't believe people were complaining about the charge call. It was clearly a charge. My, I get the, my biggest thing is that. College basketball refs always call charges. They do. They do. They love calling charges. They do. But that was a charge. That one was correct. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It It was. was. He was set for like five seconds. He was set for like five seconds. It was a good call, but it's just the fact they they, it's automatic. So here's my take. Here's my take on Gonzaga. This is like a Duke team that's not Duke. Zion, thoughts? You said it's it's a Duke team that what? This is a Duke. This is a Duke team in terms of being hateable, and they're like a, they act like a Duke team that's not Duke. Like they're not actually Duke, but they're Duke. How are they like Duke? Tim, if the Timmy dude, the Timmy dude is like a classic Duke white player who you just love to hate, who's fucking annoying. Jalen Suggs, I fits in. I think I just they they seem very Duke to me without being Duke. You just want to you just want to find some way to hate on Duke randomly because that no, doesn't make no sense. Though they don't maybe because their best two players are white. If if that's what you're inferring, that is like a classic Duke team. It's, <laughs> that's they, the only they, link I got. I get Duke vibes from Gonzaga. I don't know. They're hateable. If that Timmy dude played from Duke, he'd be the most hateable Duke player ever. Since you're clearly pulling the race card here, yes, I get what you're saying. But if you take a step away from that, yeah, I'm resigned to a little bit suspect on this analogy here, pal. But do what you got to do. I just – that's what – something I was – if that Timmy do play for Duke, he'd be the most – Everybody animal. loves Jalen Suggs. What are you talking about? <laughs> I understand what Chops is getting at, but at the same time, I also see the other side of you're just but making it, it to not about the white guys Not everybody hates players right that go to Duke. Not everybody hates Duke players. You know, I'm just saying, Drew Timmy. A lot of people hate white Duke players. Let's be real here. I'm we we used to produce lot. lists about them here at Complex. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. back in the day, in the, yeah, in the in real the Wild West of the of back in the day. Uh, I, I hate that we can't make predictions because this is out at during the thing. Oh, uh, and real real quick too, we have to give props to the women because the women's final four was was awesome. The women's tournament was incredible. The women's tournament blew out the men's tournament. Yeah, it, it, it wasn't it, even close. It did. It was overall a better product. Through and through. Like, top to bottom. Like, that was, like, the games were, were fire from start to finish. Uh, shout out to Ari McDonald. She, she's, she was incredible. Should she, she was have incredible. Pass, should she have passed that shot? See, the, pe- the people that the people that saying she should have passed, have you, did you, like, didn't watch the whole game because 
they were bricking threes from the corner the entire game. But wide but, open she, but but the one girl was cutting in, and I I don't know if she would have had a layup, but she, I mean it's gotta, tough. It's tough to it's tough to say what you should do in that situation because it's so hard. But. She she's also like five five, and the defenders yes, that were yes. guarding her were like six. I feel two, bad for her. She can't she see missed, over the how, defense. Like she that. missed that free throw. But also just give credit to Stanford's defense in that bond possession. Uh, and yeah. how much uh, also I mean, Stanford, I, Stanford got lucky. Their offense down the stretch was horrendous. That last possession was oh my <laughs> They didn't goodness. even get a shot off. Oh Did you guys goodness. know? I didn't know Russell Wilson's sister plays for Stanford. Maybe I'm late. I'm like super late. Yeah. It, well, if you were watching the finals, they showed Russell Wilson about 100,000 times. Like, <laughs> like <laughs> instead of showing an actual game. Who got showed Who got shown more on ESPN yesterday? Russell Wilson or, or uh, uh, Otani of the Angels during that game? Like, it, it might be. Russell might be a close second. Yeah. No, it was uh, every game I watched was great. Adam, I'm sure you're bummed. Your UConn, at least they made oh, yeah, it farther UConn, than the men's man. team. They did. Um, the women have a better overall team in in in, in their tournament than the men did. Um, but they it just sucked. It just they it failed. just it just sucked that the UConn women picked the you know the worst game or the worst time <laughs> to have the worst offensive game. It was a struggle. Oh, to y'all, man. Oh the, my! Arizona goodness. defense was phenomenal. Arizona defense deserves a ton oh, of credit, but UConn missed a shit ton of makeable shots. A shit ton. Yeah. So, but next year, next year there'll be uh, UConn. UCon, listen, UConn's going back to back. All right, mark it down right now. Back to back. You're saying for the next mark two it years. down right now for minimum next two years. Back to back champions minimum. Okay, if not uh, three, as long as Page, as long as Page someone, keeps coming back. Jasmine, our producer, please. We will book save that clip and mark that, please. Mm-hmm. Let's save that. Clip Women will be winning. How much money? Back. How much money you want to put put on that? Let's put it. On, let's put some money. Yeah, on we can that, we can talk on the side though. Oh, yeah, a little side bet, a little side bet. Well, one, oh, yeah. well, one of us on this podcast still has not paid their debt, so I'm going to be oh, yeah. careful making Terrible. bets with you guys. We could we could say this every episode. We, we'll say this the, until we're blue in the face and we're dead least, in the ground. The worst guy to bet with in on earth right pay now. Pay your debts, pal. Very lame for this. So, this is so very lame. If work. you guys don't know the backstory here, I lost a bet on a baseball game and I have to wear a Yankees in October. Jersey. October. In October. October. Yeah. I I'm gonna f- wear a Yankees jersey. No, tomorrow. you said we've well, been hearing this for months now. I'm gonna wear a Yankees uniform in our drive down to Augusta this week, Adam. How about that? Then you're then you're going into a grave in a Yankees jersey. <laughs> Wait, why? Wait, <laughs> what are you to do? We're gonna see the how fuck? we survive. We we'll see. If we survive this long ass drive down to Augusta, Georgia. Jesus, pal. now you got me fucking terrified. <laughs> I don't want to drive with you. Jesus Christ. Uh, but yeah, overall, women's tournament over the men's tournament. That is a stone cold fact. You can take that to. And the frankly, bank. the women's the women's game on the college rank has become a more enjoyable product than the men's game with all the with all the rules yeah. changes and the way the formatting is done. The women's game is a much more enjoyable product. And we'll see. Uh, the men's tried to save it with that Final Four game. The first Final Four game was terrible. Houston Baylor was awful. I did not even watch. We will see nothing. what we will see what comes of the national championship. Um, maybe we'll talk about it next week. Probably not because it'll be way too late. But as we said at the top of the show, we are bringing segments to the show. We want to get you guys involved in these segments. We want something for you guys to look forward to. We're going to keep the guests rolling. We're not getting rid of the guests, obviously, because guests, you know, we love interviewing people. We love talking to people. We have Seth Rollins on this episode. He said some very interesting things about Hulk Hogan, which are sure to ruffle feathers. But we are starting segments. So let's get to our first new segment, which is called Text Thread Tuesday, which is basically bringing our group chat that we have, which is wild and unfiltered and Zion just saying Whoa. crazy shit. I don't uh, – what are you – 
I don't even, I'm not even in this group chat you're talking about. <laughs> uh, we, we are bringing it to the out. podcast. Yeah, Zion is just reckless no, in this whole I, thing. So. I'll be putting Bible verses in there, y'all. <laughs> oh, Bible verses. Oh, my God. Like, you're I, crazy. I'll be trying to. You like, should be a stand up comic now. Jesus Christ. Yeah. Power, empower it. Everyone we need a lie. We need down. a lie detector on on this no segment because I have never seen a Bible. If anyone brings the negative energy in that text thread, it's you. Pat. Yeah, the most negative. Yeah, the most negative. If your pastor knew the shit that you were saying this text thread, you would be excommunicated from the church. No, yeah. no. what? No, now you just wild, bro. Don't do this. Don't even try to put me. All my family members listening will actually believe what you say and relax. Uh, the devil relax. is coursing through young Zion's right. veins. Oh, all right. Bro. Jesus. So here, so basically what we're going to do is we're going to take topics from the group chat that come up and bring them to the pod, break them down, talk about them, bring them to life so you guys can get involved. First one that came up, this, this did come up from Zion. I don't know if Adam was on this, uh, was involved in this. Number one pick in the NBA draft. Did Jalen Suggs do enough in this run to take over Cade Cunningham? No. Cade Cunningham has been the consensus number one pick. Obviously we're still a few months away. They got to do the combine and all that. Is Jalen Suggs now the number one pick in the NBA draft? Thoughts? No. No. It's a very simple answer. It's a very simple debate. No. No chance. I don't Not think Jalen Suggs, excuse me, Young Zion, didn't mean to talk over you. I don't think Go Suggs ahead. should be taken, uh, the earliest he should be taken, I should say, should be number three. Ooh. Yes. Who's two? Who do you have? Evan Mobley. Mobley. Have you? Do, no. If you guys only watched him once or twice in the tournament, like I saw him I've play been numerous times during the regular Mobley season since high school. Okay, then you know why wouldn't you take him? He's a seven foot guy who has incredible skills. Because Jalen Green is still out there too. Jalen Green's probably go top five, but he'll probably go Jaylen, four or five. Can we? Can we say? Obviously, they got paid, but did Jalen Green and Kuminga did they hurt themselves by going no. the G League route and not being on the stage? If no. you're going to be a top ten draft pick, how would you hurt yourself? Man, people, I saw that. I saw that a lot on Twitter. People, there, that was a about, debate on Twitter. That was a big debate. People were talking about uh, Jalen uh, Suggs benefited way more by going to college. Well, that was a bad take. That was a bad take. People were like trying to. People were trying to say that like you, you can't predict that. People, people were trying to say the one year of college education equaled the five hundred grand that Jalen Green and that's not true. That's that that's going to say that. Mean, that that's crazy. a shit. That's an idiot who didn't go to college who who had that take <laughs> yeah, because that because take. people were trying to say because Jalen Suggs made the uh, game when it shot his. His profile is much bigger than Jalen Green has over a million followers on Instagram. Like the, the NBA yeah. knows who Jalen Green is. Okay, if a casual fan doesn't, that's on them. So Jalen <laughs> Green's gonna be a top five draft pick. He didn't, and and that assertion that he hurt his stock because he didn't play college basketball is complete horseshit. So you guys don't think Suggs did anything at all to to get on the K? No, because Cunningham okay? has Cunningham has the better size. Um, yes. And I think better overall skills that translate to the NBA and what yeah. he can be as a point guard who is 6'8", gangly and athletic and can get his own shot, I think a little bit better than Suggs. He shot 40%. The thing I love about the thing I love about Jalen Suggs, he is so under control. Like he never looks like he's panicked in any situation, you know, like and and we saw the defense. I I agree with you guys. I think Cade is still the number one guy. But I think Suggs is helping himself. I think he for sure is helping himself in this run. So since your Cavs are going to pick another point guard for the 19th million so time, I which would one take, would you rather have? If we had number one pick? If we had number one, I'd take Cade. If we have number yeah. two, I'm taking Suggs over Mobley. We don't need a big. But if it's the right situation, I think Mobley should go over Suggs. But that's just me. Okay. Hmm, interesting. 
Zion, you you just Cade all the way. You think Cade all the way, man? He's a six nine guard who could who shoot forty. He shot forty percent from deep. Ben, ben Simmons, colleges. who can shoot, is what I've come to understand about Cade Cunningham. He, he can is. get a, he can get his own shots much better than not a as lot athletic, of other I think, but and not as good defensively, probably not. But no. he's, he's good offensively. Next next one on the the text thread Tuesday says so Zion doesn't agree with me on this, and Zion thinks I'm going to start a religious battle. And religious warfare. There is nothing religious about this statement that I'm about to make. This is taking yes, religion is. completely Chops, out of it. Chops, uh, he bought the little Nas X Satan shoes. <laughs> uh, he was one of the very few to buy them. He got them right in his there is, closet. There is nothing religious about this statement. Easter is is a top three, or a bottom three holiday. Bottom three holiday. Easter is. Let me explain. The food. I don't like. Who wants ham? Ham sucks. You don't even get a day off from work unless you're a child. Like, what is there? Like, like candy. Like, I get if you're a kid, like candy and the Easter bunny. But it's just terrible. There's nothing good about Easter. Taking all religion stuff out of it, Easter is a bottom three holiday. It is terrible. That is my take. Young Zion? What what did I take? Take religion out of it, Zion. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not a, because Easter... Like I can I I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Number one, I think two, maybe because you weren't spending time with your family, I guess. Maybe because you you didn't have How do you know what I did on Easter? You didn't were you were you in Cleveland? No. Okay. You don't know where my family is. In Cleveland. Okay. It's a family holiday. It's not like uh uh every holiday is a family holiday. What does that mean? No, nah, but it's like like getting dressed up and see, it's like because you can't take the you can't take the 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 spiritual part out of it because it's basically based all all off of it. If you take if you just break it down to the bare bones and like and you go by what you eat, what you do, and 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 like not the Memorial Day is a better holiday, Labor Day is a better what? holiday. Yes, Memorial Day weekend is a much better holiday than Easter. Much better. I don't even what what do I do even to celebrate that? Like. What have a barbecue? Ba- barbecue hit a lake. So we blame. So we blaming. So we blaming the seasonal aspect of it. Yes, Easter. Of- it's not my fault. <laughs> Easter decided to be an, a, on a Sunday and a terror, and you got to go to work the next day. No, it's a terrible holiday. Adam agrees with me. Agreed. Easter completely overrated. It's the it's the most re- egregiously, ridiculously, uh, asininely commercialized holiday out of all of them. And obviously, as you guys are well aware and long time listeners of the podcast. I hate fictional stories. So, yeah, Easter can get wow. all the goddamn all right. Yo, 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 <laughs> let me tell you, let me tell you Adam's bottom three uh, holidays is Easter, Thanksgiving, and Martin Luther King Day. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. God damn it. Shocker, you went there, pal. Shocker. If, no, but Easter, awful holiday. There's just nothing. You know, you know why I know Easter people don't take it seriously? All the stores are still open. No one takes off because it's not a real thing. That's what people don't take it seriously. Although I would say okay? this, the stock market is, uh, they give them a half day for Good Friday. That's good. But we didn't get a half day at Complex for Good Friday. We didn't. I worked. And we're working right now. We don't got a day off. That's, no one takes it seriously. Moving on. Last. Oh, God. This one. Speaking of just crazy. Oh, my God. This hit the text thread late. This hit the text thread late. I was already asleep when this happened. Paul Pierce, man, what a what a what a weekend! What a weekend this man had on IG Live. And you know what I you know what I thought about? When's, I haven't seen Paul Pierce on ESPN in a minute. Maybe that's the thing. A lot of people were saying, 
oh, uh, ESPN's going to be mad about that. I haven't seen him on ESPN. I don't know if he works for ESPN. Yeah, he's been doing he's done some countdown appearances remotely from LA. Okay, so if, if if you guys somehow didn't see it, Paul Pierce went on IG Live on what? Was it Friday night? Was it Friday night or Saturday night? Yeah, yeah Friday night. Friday, Friday night. Like 2 a.m. It's like 2 a.m. IG Live. Strippers everywhere, dance, and he's smoking blunts. Like, like this is this is the crazy part because I was like one of the two hundred people that were watching it when it first happened, and I had screen recorded it and sent it to the group chat. But like, even the full story was he was getting a haircut. This man was getting a haircut sitting at a poker table with like mad other rich people and mad strippers just <laughs> all over. And he started he started. uh uh, IG living with like fifteen year old white white little white kid that was fifteen year old, and the, he was just showing them the strippers. I'm like, bro, this man doesn't care anymore. There were zero all. COVID protocols at that at that poker game. Zero oh COVID goodness. protocols. He, I, I don't know what I. I just love that Paul Pierce is known for three things: the rocket tweet when he tweeted out the rocket emoji. Though they don't love you like that moment when Dre told during his retirement tour, and now this. Now this is the third thing that the that is Paul Pierce's legacy is the strippers IG. Just oh, what? Man. Oh just, man, what was That's... happening? Like what? <laughs> and then he tweeted, he tweeted, he "Good morning, <laughs> good morning." Like at the end of the fucking Final Four game on Saturday night, like. Paul Pierce, oh, okay. Let him have a let him have a weekend. We all I deserve one. Uh, he do had a weekend. I don't know if he's employed anymore, but he had a weekend. Like, how do you even react to that if you ESPN when you wake up? Oh man, he'll be on Barstool soon. Oh, okay. On that note. <laughs> on that note. On that note, we have. Ooh, we have a another new segment. This one's fun. This one's going to get us in trouble, I think, guys. Clown of the week. New segment on the show. Clown of the week. It's self-explanatory. We're going to rotate between us picking a clown of the week for each episode. We want you guys to get involved too. Send us who you guys think should be the clown of the week. Adam, I believe it is your turn this week to pick a clown of the week. Who are you going with? Well, if it was going to be me, I was going to pick the Disney Corporation for their egregious, uh, what is it, Chops, you're the Hollywood pop culture guy here. What is it, what is it called? Mm-hmm. The uh, reinvention or retooling or uh, reintroduction? Spinoff. Spinoff. That's spin-off. A, that's, a, that's spin-off a term. Yes. Yes. If it was up to me this week to do a rant, I would do it on the Disney Corporation for a spinoff of the Mighty Ducks movie that's now a series on Disney+. And they are just destroying the good vibes, the goodwill, and the excellent movie they made in the early 90s before Young Zion was even alive called Mighty Ducks starring Emilio Estevez. So who are you making? Who Who's the clown of the week in this situation? Disney? Disney's the clown of the week for Boo. doing the spinoff. What? But week start. Week yes, start. But week Young start. Zion has a much better clown of the week and therefore I'm ceding the floor to Young Zion. What? Okay. I, um, the clown of the week is clear. <laughs> it's Michael Rappaport. My goodness. Number one, let me say we do not condone what KD said and all that. We don't condone it. But Michael Rappaport, bro, what are you doing? What what made you just... They've been talking like this for how long? Like years? And he just randomly decides to post the DMs to Twitter or Instagram because he just wants some clout. Because he just wanted clout for his podcast. Like, what are we doing, bro? What are we doing? 
It was a very weak move on Michael Rappaport's. Um, I, I know KD used some language that was a little bit iffy. Maybe it was just misconstrued. I mean, yeah, we do not of, condone. We're not. Yeah, I mean, some of the shit he said was a little bit extra and over the top. But maybe he thought that was in there joking. All right, Adam, stop, you, Adam, you stop talking. But you're towing the line too close here. I'm not towing uh, the line here. Pal, you're, you're, I'm, I'm just giving some context here, okay? But in, in the grand scheme of things, bringing those DMs, those personal things to light. Just because I guess That's Rappaport a felt move. a certain way. It's a weak move. Over one comment or, or two comments was overall a very weak move. And Michael Rappaport is deserving of our first of many Clown of the Week honors. Well so done. So do we have two this week or we just have one? No, like Adam, Michael Adam Rappaport. I was going to use, again, I think Disney deserves it. But Michael Rappaport for, is a much better candidate and therefore a much more deserving winner of Clown of the Week honors. Not that I plan to talk about it, but I have watched the first two episodes of the new Mighty Duck series. It's not bad. I mean, it's a kid's show, but it's not bad. You're... You're being yeah, over the top. Adam has no heart. You have no heart. It's it's like a kid show. It's fun. Like kids are like it's a new generation. Like they just. How like, about you get a new goddamn idea? Okay. Why you're are you acting? Dusting? You're acting like Emilio Estevez isn't in the show. He's in the show. What? He's with it. He's fine. Gordon Bombay, let leave his reputation as this. It's perfect. Okay. Hey, he he Gor- made something out of nothing back in the nineties. Yeah, Emilio, he- Emilio. Go, go get those checks, buddy. I, I I'm with you. Get those checks. Catch those. I Disney mean, I'm checks. all for people getting paid and, and making a living. I'm, I'm I'm not denying that. But like, can you get a new goddamn idea and leave like this awesome thing Whoa, that you guys built in the '90s? Yeah, old Whoa. man yelling at the cloud. Alert. I will be an old man yelling at the fucking cloud. You know what? The Mighty Ducks was a cultural institution back in the '90s. Okay, it 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 basically brought in a new goddamn NHL franchise. In the new show, they're the bad guys. The Mighty Ducks are the bad guys in the new show. This is, Adam. See, How this about is that? Get all the hand waves. Get get it the fuck <laughs> off the air. Uh, I agree with Zion. Michael Rappaport. Big yikes. You are you can't do that, buddy. That clown of the week. Week one. Complex sports pack podcast. Clown of the week. Week one. Michael Rappaport. And I guess an honorable Ooh. mention for the for all of Disney. I don't I don't know. Yes, what the entire Disney Corporation. Disney, Disney, if you listen to Disney, ignore Adam. Yeah. Why? You just want to go back down to the Pro Bowl next year, pal? Uh, all right, you're getting yeah, way yeah, too personal and yeah, fucking up a whole lot of bags. <laughs> yeah, you were throw every bag. Yeah, you are fucking up too many bags right now. Chill out. Okay, our last segment of the week, new segment. Before we get to our guest, and we're gonna have more. We're gonna rotate some. Zion is the youngest member of this podcast by a lot. Well, not by a lot. I'm 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 fairly close to Zion in age. Adam is a lot. There's generations in between them too. Because Adam's ha ha old man. Zion is on TikTok. He's on social. I mean, I'm on social media too, but he's tapped <laughs> Yo, Chops into- is, Chops yeah, is trying to tee this up just to make sure he's not included. Yeah, I, I just wanted out. to, I just want the audience to know that <laughs> Zion's new, Zion's new, uh, youth talk with Zion segment <laughs> is more geared towards Adam being super old and me not being that old. So let's get to it, Zion. <laughs> you are tapped into the youth. What does the youth need to know or what do we need to know about the youth talk right now? Well, I mean, what everybody's talking about this weekend, Space Jam, the new Space Jam's coming out. Listen, to the jam. there's a there's a there's a a lot of hate out there saying it's gonna be trash and all that. Listen, I saw the trailer, I yes. watched it. I think it's gonna be fire. I saw the the Damian Lillard, uh, Diana Taurasi, Clay Thompson, and Anthony Davis cameos. Those are fire. I think it's gonna be really good. The kids will enjoy it. Listen, if you hate him, you just hate LeBron James. That's like Adam here. Adam's not going to watch it. He's going to call it trash before even seeing anything. Adam hasn't seen the first Space Jam. 
Yeah, he probably hasn't seen the first. Have you seen this? I've seen the first Space Jam. It's trash. You sure about that? And I will sure as hell not be watching the second Space Jam. I have zero interest, zero desire to see this movie. No heart. So no I hope heart. the youth is all hyped up to see LeBron beat cartoon characters. I sure as hell am not. My question is, Zion, is do we think young the younger generation are going to latch onto this Space Jam like the like art like my and Adam generation latched onto the original Space Jam? Is that mm, that's gonna happen? Yeah, you know how you know when I respect Space Jam too is when it has a fire soundtrack. Okay, the first Space Jam had a great goddamn soundtrack. All right, before we before you start caving for R. Kelly right now, how about we move <laughs> on? Mm, mm. Uh, Zion, <laughs> uh, you can separate the artist from the individual. And okay, you need to stop. Oh talking yeah, right now. Stop you've been right there, you've been problematic this whole damn podcast. Yo, wow. Yeah, you need to chill. Zion, LeBron is way more polarizing than I think Jordan was at the time when the first Space Jam came out. I'm not sure this is going to be universally loved by the youth, which is even younger than you. This is targeted way younger than you. I'm not sure it's going to be universally loved like the first one was. But I also think a a couple of things play into that. Number one, it's a a spinoff, so it's always hard to... Yes, you're, you're already. Uh, it's already an uphill battle. Yeah. You're already number going two, up against it. Number two, social media. Social media yes. was not there back then. So, nope. like, who we know Michael Jordan to be was like the basketball <laughs> player and all that. So, like everyone loved him. Um, yes. Number three, Looney Tunes. I don't think kids connect with Looney Tunes today like they did back then. So, it's are like, they? They're not watching Bugs. They don't know I, about I don't bugs. I think they watching bugs. Like they definitely not watching bugs like they were watching it back then. So Are I they still have Saturday who, morning cartoons? Doesn't this feel like it's more geared towards like people in their twenties, Zion, than like like than people in their, like like young kids and teenagers? It's geared, I don't toward, know. It's geared, geared toward everyone because I mean, yeah. just the nostalgia from the first Space Jam added on with uh the NBA stars today and WNBA stars today, I think. It's not going to get the same buzz. I, hard. I'm it's already hard. annoyed at the conversation that's going to happen because people are going to be talking about this fucking movie for until it comes out and then after it comes out. And the this debates are going to be fire. so... I mean, it could be good. I don't know. I can't... I've seen trailers and I've been like, this movie's going to be great and the movie has sucked. I've seen trailers where the movie looks bad and it's been awesome. I, you know? I will say the acting will be 10 times better because LeBron is a way better actor than Michael Jordan. Michael yeah, Don Cheadle's in it. Ryan Cooler produced it. Like they, 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 yeah, they there's Cooler, good, yes. there's good, good there's good elements in the film. Um, we'll see. We will see. The con- I mean, I guarantee this is not the last time we're going to speak about this. You're going uh, to see forward. it what opening weekend, probably Young Zion. You're going to see it opening weekend also. Yeah, I mean, it's going, HBO HBO, it's going to HBO. It's going to HBO Max, so you can just watch it. You don't have to go we, to, we the movie go to theater. The I know you don't have Netflix or. Any streaming service, Adam. I don't know what you do at home. You right. read books. I it's, guess. it's called books and watching sports, pal. Sport, there's no sports. What sports are up. you watching? What sports are you watching? <laughs> there's a lot of baseball. <laughs> yes, yeah. Baseball games every day. It's going to be interesting, Adam. We I, I we might have to like force you to watch the movie. We you might know, have you to gonna pay you. me to watch the movie. I'm not going to pay you. Maybe we can get Spring Hill to pay you. I don't know. Uh, they they have they have assets. Yeah. Okay. Let us know what you guys think about the new segments. I think they're fun. I think we're going to be able to have some fun with them, get you guys involved. The listener, especially on the Clown of the Week, we want to hear from you guys. Send us, tweet us, anything. Hit us on social, your Clowns of the Week, so we can see what you guys are thinking and uh, make sure we don't miss anybody who's acting a fool out there. But as always, we have a guest on this week, Seth Rollins, WWE superstar, 
WrestleMania week, uh, big week, obviously, for the WWE. So let's get to that conversation right now. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Seth Rollins, welcome to the podcast. Uh, it's an honor to have you. Obviously, a big week, a lot going on. How are you feeling? Well, it's an honor to be here. Uh, I'm feeling pretty good, to be honest with you, uh, all things considered. That's good. That's good. Um, welcome back to, I mean, I know you just made your return back at Rumble. How are you feeling kind of being back in the mix of things? Uh, I feel good, man. SmackDown is a... Uh, really a loaded show watching it uh, for the couple months that I was away. You know, you were wondering where I fit back in. I was anyway. And so um, it feels good, you know, first couple weeks trying to kind of get my feet wet and seeing where um, things were going to head. Um, but after that, man, I really felt like I've hit my groove the last few weeks and uh, it's been a good ride going into mania here. I'm looking forward to uh, kind of seeing where it all ends up here in Tampa in, in a week. How different are the uh, nerves, I guess, and the you know jitteriness heading into a WrestleMania? Like, is it just give us an idea of how different the vibes are this week compared to every other week on the WWE calendar? Well, normally um, it's you know kicked up a notch, right? Um, because it's WrestleMania, because it's such a big deal. This week, however, is probably um, multiplied by a few factors because. We haven't had a live crowd in mm-hmm. over a year. And so we don't know. None of us really know what to expect. No one knows how anyone's going to respond to what we're putting out there. You know, we have some idea with social media, but it's just not the same, you know, to have mm-hmm. real people and real audience and stuff like that. It's going to be totally different um, and almost like a brand new experience, you know, since we haven't done it in so long. And so I would say, at least for me, my nerves and excitement level are kind of through the roof, maybe higher than they've been, uh, especially compared to what they have been, because, you know, performing in an empty arena is uh, the adrenaline levels are low. And yeah. so this is, uh, this is in contrast, going to be quite a spike. So, you know, it's different. Normally this year, it's uh, it's extra special. I don't know if you caught any of opening day baseball, but it felt different watching it with fans back in, even at lowered capacity, like just seeing like a big, and I, and I imagine it's going to be the same for you guys, you know, like not even full capacity, but it was just different seeing people back in and reacting to things live again at a sporting event, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I didn't, I wasn't able to catch the opening day, but I watched the Super Bowl, and, yeah. you know, we're in the same stadium 
and uh, basically a similar setup um, with the the fans and pods and stuff like that. And so, yeah, I mean, it, it was obviously a different, just the roar and the vibe and the energy is totally different. And we all knew it would be, and we know it will be at WrestleMania, but it's different uh, knowing what to expect and actually getting out there and, and doing it. What's that pop going to be like when you come out? Well, for me, it's going to be huge, of course. <laughs> yeah. For anybody else, I don't know. You don't know. Uh, well, you br- we'll, get, we'll get back to some mania stuff, but you brought up the Super Bowl. We, you're a huge Bears fan, so we got to bring up the Andy Dalton thing because oh. <laughs> we got to bring up the Bears, Seth. We got to bring up the Bears right now because the Andy we Dalton. That when they tweeted the QB one thing, that, that was I can't believe they did that. I, hey, if you're gonna if you're gonna go, you know what I mean. You might as well troll your own fan base, I suppose, <laughs> while you're at it. Um, look, man, it is what it is. Uh, <laughs> clearly, we're not in a position to make a move, uh, or we made a move for Russell Wilson, but the Seahawks didn't want to let him go for Tried. the house, essentially. So, kudos to the team for trying to do that, at the very least. Um, and 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 look, I've come around Andy Dalton. As a Bears fan, I have to rationalize that this is going to be a better situation than Nick Foles. Wow. Better than Mitch Trubisky. Um, I have to look at the weapons that we have offensively. Uh, when we're healthy, we have a good set of weapons. Uh, maybe we can pick somebody up as well in the draft that can, uh, you know, contribute. Um, hope that our defense can maintain its level uh, that it has for the past few seasons. And look, 17 games. You never know what's going to happen in 17 games, you know? So, I mean, you guys, you, you guys can't go 8-8. Eight and eight. Like, that's that's the blessing of 17 games. You can't go 8-8 eight and eight anymore. Exactly. So, we're either going to be under or over 500. So, we'll see where it goes. I mean, look, it's not ideal. Um, but being a Chicago Bears fan my entire life has not been ideal. It's what we're born with. We're stuck with this life. So, we make the best of it. Yeah, but how nuts is it that you guys are rationalizing Andy Dalton as your starting quarterback? Like I mean, again, no, no, like Andy Dalton. Adam's, like, a, Jet, Adam's nice a Jets fan, so you can you can yell at him. He's a Jets fan. We're gonna get to that in one second about the Jets and Bears ties right now. But think about how like batshit crazy it is that you're rationalizing Andy Dalton as a Bears fan <laughs> right now to be like a stopgap and like make you guys respectable for a season or two. Again, no shade, Andy Dalton. I I look. I understand that it's we have to self deprecate. That's how it is. <laughs> I get. I. I I wish I was wearing a Russell Wilson jersey with, you know, golden era, orange and blue right now. I wish I was doing that, but I'm not. And so this is the life I live, okay? Being in the shadow of Brett Favre and Aaron Rodgers my entire life, this is what I have to deal with. So we're just – we have to make the best of it. You have to. You can't go into the season thinking your team's going to be awful unless they're going to be really awful. And sadly enough, my Bears aren't that awful that they're going to go, you know, two and – 15 and get a first first yeah, pick in the draft. Dalton, not, you never know. I'm sure because he's not, he's so average, you know yeah. I mean? And look, our defense is good for four wins. The defense wins is good. The defense is good. Yeah. Did you so want them to like bet the farm to go get Russell Wilson? Were you yeah, like down with obviously. that? Obviously. Yeah. I'm just checking. Some yes, guys, some guys wouldn't be. No, I don't care. You get a franchise. You cannot, there's no price tag for a franchise quarterback like that. He's a top five quarterback in the league. You will compete with him in every game because of him. And that's all I can ask for. All right. So let me ask you this question. Would you, would you welcome a top 22 quarterback in Sam Darnold that the Jets are going (laughs) to trade him to the Bears? 
get him off. As a God. Jets fan, as a Jets fan, it seems like they are what completely in. <laughs> it's a very sad conversation. It, it, but it seems so like the Jets sad. are going for Zach Wilson in the draft. They're going to have to trade Sam Donald for like a, a second round draft pick and nothing else. Would you welcome Sam Donald as the next starting quarterback of the Bears? He doesn't have a choice. <laughs> I don't know. I don't. Yeah, QB one is where he's at. But look, the thing is, um, with Darnold, is like the jury's kind of out on him. I suppose. Mm-hmm. I really felt like, I mean, he just had nothing to work with true, in, very in true. New York. Never. And so I go. I don't. I don't know. He's someone that I can see going to a team with an O line and a couple of weapons, and maybe making making a second career for him, or you know, getting some second life in his career. It's not. It's not out of the question. Yeah. Trubisky. Trubisky's. I. You know. You can clearly see he played enough with enough weapons in a system where he was designed to succeed, and he didn't. And so I think you can see that unless he grows on his own, he's what he's going to be. He's yeah. not going to throw the ball down the field. He's not going to read defenses. He can make a couple plays with his legs and hit the short to intermediate routes. And that's really about it. But Darnold, I don't know, man. I don't know about Darnold. How much pain did you have in that Saints playoff game when dude dropped the, the touchdown? You guys were We'd be having a whole yeah, we could be having a whole different conversation right now. That like like Mitch could have got a contract extension if he won that game. Like <laughs> if, if he wins that game, yeah. If he wins that game, but he's not great at playing from behind. Yeah. Uh, he plays a lot better when he's got a lead. Um, and so I you know, but who knows? But you're right. If we win that playoff game, that conversation is totally different right now. Yeah, but sometimes losses are a blessing in disguise. Yeah, that's true. Unless you sign Andy Dalton. Yeah, sometimes you get Andy Dalton. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, you know, your best your best laid plans don't always work out. So, so young Zion here is a Giants fan. So let me just ask this: Who's going to have a better record this year, the Giants or the Bears in the NFC? Let me ask that. Uh gosh, I mean, we both play a guy. That's really tough. I mean, they're both pretty evenly matched teams. Uh, to be fair, Oof. I mean, I think Oof. I think the Bears are going to have a better better record than the Giants. There's no way, but close. Not but it'll be chance. close. Not a chance. I mean, what do you what do you think? You're going to win the East next year? Come on, we'll now. win the NFC East. Well, we should win the oh, NFC East. We we have six, we have one of the best running backs <laughs> coming back. We signed a whole – our defense is going to be really good next year, really good. Our secondary it, is going to be really good. It's interesting that Kenny Galladay actually came down to the Bears and the Giants, it seemed. Like the Bears made a real run at him, and he went to the Giants. He saw the vision. He saw the vision. <laughs> <laughs> he saw the vision. <laughs> yeah, I mean, we'll see. I, I don't I, – I mean, you guys do play in a rough division, so it's possible. There's no Aaron uh, Rodgers still, in the NFC East. Yeah, but, I mean, if you look at the teams, it's – you know, you guys have – four mediocre teams and we have three garbage teams in a uh the Packers. And so yeah, I don't know. I don't know. We'll see. I think it's gonna be close, but I gotta root for my Bears. Well how about this scenario? How about this scenario? How about Aaron Rodgers has another rocky end to the season next year, leaves leaves Green Bay and somehow makes his way down to Chicago. Would you welcome Aaron Rodgers with open arms? We asked this scenario, or Brett Favre, when we had him on the podcast over the summertime, kind of low-key brought up this scenario somehow. Or maybe Brett Favre is rooting for it because I think he wants Packers fans to hate someone yes, less as than a, him. As a hardcore Bears fan, if if Aaron Rodgers somehow made his way onto the roster, would you welcome him with open arms? I love Brett Favre trying to still sabotage Aaron Rodgers. That's great. <laughs> um <laughs> But yes, hundred percent. I mean, over the years, you obviously you you hate Aaron Rodgers every season because um, he dismantles your defense like it's you know the JV squad. But um, 
he's awesome. You learn to respect him, and he's uh, he seems like a pretty cool dude. To be fair, so uh, <laughs> I, I would dig him. I, I'd take him for sure. Give me, give me him and his been the twilight of his career, and get one more Super Bowl for him. I'm all for it. We, we, ju- we just have break breaking or well, not breaking news, but like just released now. Bears GM Ryan Pace says Andy Dalton is in fact the starting QB. He's our starting QB as we head into the season. That's scary news, bro. It's <laughs> <laughs> already scary. Hour we're gonna get a go. we're gonna get a Seth uh, Bears tweet in a little bit. I love your Bears <laughs> tweets. I love them so much. Uh, yeah, it's heartbreaker every year, man. Seth, back to Mania stuff because it's such a big week for you guys. Fans back. I'm curious in moments that what's your favorite Mania moment ever that you're not involved in. Like, do you have one that's like on the top of your your list where like you're like that you're not involved in? Obviously, you had your huge. Was it six years? Has it been six years already since since your big Mania six win? Years. Yeah, yeah. Time, time flies. Sure does. Um, gosh, I, I guess we'd have to probably. You know, I have I have I have two different ones um, that stick out, but I think the one that I would have to reference the most is probably uh, my wife main eventing WrestleMania. Okay, uh, a good a husband. A ago. good husband. Just because, yeah, I mean that one's hard to, to say anything other than that when someone is that close to you, you know, um, yeah. the impact that it had on her life, and you know, her father recently passed, and he was yeah. able to be there for that moment, and so seeing what that meant to her. And to him and all that, that probably is number one. Um, and then behind that, you look at a couple of the ones, Shawn Michaels, the WrestleMania 12, uh, the Iron Man match with Bret Hart was mm-hmm. big for me. Um, I would say WrestleMania 17, the TLC match with the Hardys, Dudleys, and Edge and Christian was really big for me as well. Um, and then uh, WrestleMania 6, the, the passing of the torch, the Hogan uh, Warrior main event was something that I, I mean, I watched that match a million times uh, as, as a kid. So um, th- those are a few off the top of my head that really have always impacted me. What's it make you feel that like young guys coming up probably mentioned like your, your moments in the, when they talk about those kind of things? Uh, yeah, I can't really put that. I can't, it's hard to process that really. I think the, the other day someone was like, and this was maybe a few years ago, so I shouldn't say the other day. My <laughs> time has been warped uh, in the last year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, somebody a few years ago was like, yeah, man, I think you have to realize that moment of you cashing in is equivalent to Hogan slamming Andre, you know? And I was like, what? So he's like, yeah, for a new generation that never saw that. And that's, you know, the first thing they've seen in wrestling, that that, that moment's going to be emblazoned into their psyche forever. And I was like, that's wild, dude. Yeah. I, ne- I never in a million years would have thought that that uh, is anything that I'd be remembered for in a way like that. So that's that's pretty special. Yeah. Yeah. Um, kind of uh, on the, so we had Roman on this pod few months back and he was very you know candid about a st- lot of stuff and we talked to him about some future stuff that he wants to do how often does a run with roman get brought up when people ask you about like where you want to go in your future type thing uh, i think it's just one of those things that's kind of inevitable when you yeah. look at the characters and you, well you look at where we're at you know and you look at when you see two top guys kind of performing at such high levels uh, parallel to each other. I think it's just very easy to 
you know, ask the question, okay, when are their paths going to cross or what's that going to look like? When's it going to happen? And I think, especially having us on the same show on Friday night SmackDown, I mean, it seems like it's inevitable at some point, you know, you're just going to, it's one of those matchups that has to happen. And so, um, you know, whatever, whenever it's always good between me and Roman, there's always, uh, always classic matches, classic moments. Uh, we got a long history, obviously that dates back some time with the shield and all that. And so, yeah, man, it's definitely, uh, it's something that's on, on the docket at some point, uh, whenever we get around to it. And I think it'll be pretty exciting for, for us and hopefully for our audience as well. Roman obviously played football in college. If you guys were to do like a series of sports between each other, like playing one-on-one basketball, whatever, home run derby, whatever, who who has the edge overall between you and Roman in kind of that? Like if you guys played one-on-one, who's winning? Oh, basketball? <laughs> yeah. Uh, gosh, that's a real good question. I think we're both hyper-competitive. I mean, obviously he's got the size and strength advantage. He probably outweighs me by like 50 pounds. Um, so I'd have to work around that, but he's also a pretty kind of a freak when it comes to his speed and agility. You know, he, he's, uh, he's very unique in how well he can move for his size. I think people kind of underestimate that about him and God, I just, I, I'm a wily competitor, man. I think he would probably say himself, but I can't, I can't count myself out on, on like a, like a, you know, decathlon type situation. I, I, I'd give him a, I'd give him a run for his money. Like if you guys ran a 40, you know, every, all the NFL guys are doing their pro days right now. Like everybody's running their 40. Like if you guys ran a 40, who's winning? So a 40, he's going to win. Okay. But if you stretch that out to any, like a 400, <laughs> I'm going to win. <laughs> there we go. You've there got the go. endurance on him. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I, no, I, no. Let me ask this question because, you, you know, obviously everyone in WWE is an awesome athlete. Um, but are there any athletes – in the stable right now that really surprise you that really just take your breath away watching them perform and could be incredible at any other sport? Like, is there one or two that really stand out to you that just are above and beyond athletically compared to everybody else? Uh, well, I mean, my, uh, I, I hate to say it cause I don't want to talk kindly of them as we go into our match yeah. uh, here at WrestleMania, but Cesaro is one that is an absolute freak. We must remember this man is now into his forties and is an absolute animal. He just did like a like a flag football thing on the beach for the Super Bowl, where he played with a lot of uh, athletes and you know ex athletes and de- demolished them. Uh, I once played a one on one game with him to eleven uh, with a hundred dollar bet and lost. Zero to eleven. <laughs> he, he didn't score. <laughs> didn't score a point, bro. He backed me down like I was a little child, and then just laid it up. And I couldn't make a shot to save my life over his long reach. So he's someone that, uh, as as an athlete, is pretty pretty well rounded. Uh, can mm-hmm. kind of do it all, and is hyper competitive as well. So it'll make WrestleMania very interesting, right? There's some like added. At, like the crowd's not going to know how deep this runs, you know? Yeah. I'm going to be having that hundred dollars just in the back of my head from that. Do you have any more backstage gambling time. stories? I want to hear more of these. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, I think there was a, there was no, a, not, not a laugh means you have more. You got, you definitely have yeah. more in the pocket. No, the, the, the one that comes to mind was, um, gosh, it was Daniel Bryan is, um, a big potster and I don't remember <laughs> what it was, but 
was like he he convinced one of our uh, talent uh, in the street profits um, Dawkins that that he had gambled a bunch of money um, on a on a game of some sort uh, because Dawkins said that it, there was no way that this team would lose and I can't remember what the matchup was um, off the top of my head. But the team lost, and then Brian was like, "But I bet all this money because you said you said that, that they were going to win." He and, said he had uh, a lock. Dawkins, yeah, Dawkins was like, "No, nah, man, no, nah, I didn't tell you to bet the money, dog. I just said, you know, it was the odds were that they were like, no, you said if you had the money, you would bet it. So I bet it, and this went on for a while um, until Brian, I think, finally admitted that he actually didn't bet any money because he's not a gambler. But uh, <laughs> it was uh, it was funny. I, I can't I can't think of anybody uh, any other gambling stories off the top of my head. Um, oh, you know, there's um, when we when we tour um, Europe, we play gin a lot, and mm. uh, to keep we're just on the buses, we're on the airplanes, we're in airports. Got to play cards and do something to yeah. keep your mind at ease. And so uh, we play play gin a lot and you know we bet a little bit of money on that and there's some been some pretty uh pretty substantial losses um <laughs> when it comes to the gin game because you know the game starts you know you ten dollars a game and then eventually you know you get down a little bit so you want to make up some money and you know you can bump it up to 20 and then it goes to 50 and then it's at a hundred dollars a game and you know that by the end of the tour you're playing for a thousand dollars a game you know so it just <laughs> These things happen. This is why you don't gamble, kids, because <laughs> it is a dangerous game. You gamble so, responsibly, everybody. I have one follow up though to the to the pickup basketball game for a hundred dollars. Did you get hustled or did you know what you were getting into? No, that was a full hustle, man. Full, full hustle. hustle. Okay. <laughs> he yeah, led you on. Yeah. This led me to believe that he was like a decent basketball player. You know, he's but I should have known better. He is European. You know what I mean? Like that's <laughs> yeah. Did he have like a Dirk fadeaway? Did he have like a Dirk fadeaway? Like, dude, I, he just had it all. He it was impossible to guard. I couldn't. <laughs> he was so strong in the post. It was. I'm, I'm like, I'm six one, dude. You can't. Be, <laughs> what are you gonna do? You know, I can't do anything. You're six five with a wingspan of an albatross. So I'm screwed <laughs> here. So, every WWE person we've had on this pod, Roman, we had Sasha on. We have done this. Mount Rushmore. Of WWE superstars, so we have to do it with you, also, Seth. Uh, God, you know the funny thing is that you know obviously this is a question that comes up from time to time, and I feel like I've given um, like eight different, different answers. Every time. <laughs> yeah, because there's you know there's, if you go just WWE superstars, is that who we're talking about? Just WWE here. I mean, who else? Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, yeah, probably, yeah. Because we can talk. I mean, because we can talk about people's impact in the industry elsewhere. For sure, you know what I'm saying? I, yeah. I think if you go basically what they've done in WWE, um, you're probably going to have to go Cena. Ooh, okay. Uh, I think Cena. Um, gosh, it's really a toss up between Rock and 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 Stone Cold. Um, I'm going to have to say stone cold on that, uh, probably Hogan and then, uh, probably San Martino. And that's going okay. back. Uh, yeah. Um, Google that, for Google that one. Did, kids. What, no rock. Yeah, is gonna, no rock is going to have your mentions filled when we like share this. 
Well, that's fair. And, and, uh, rocks a fair argument. Uh, but I would argue that Steve's impact on the WWE, okay. um, was, is bigger than rocks, especially during his time here. Cause rock had a pretty short run. He was really, yeah. uh, on top for not very long. And then he jettisoned out and now he's the you know, biggest movie star in the business. So I'm not taking anything away from, yeah. uh, Dwayne from DJ, from my guy. <laughs> um, but, uh, but but for what I think, you know, Austin was the bigger fan favorite in the uh, in the late '90s and really ushered in the Attitude Era. I would say more so than anybody. Um, and Rock was a big part of the Attitude Era and the back end of it, but wasn't necessarily the catalyst for it like Steve was. Steve was the catalyst for business being as good as it was, and he was the guy that was selling out the arenas and you know the T-shirt with the the you know, Austin 316 and all that. So yeah, that's a tough one. I, I can say no, no, people, Mi- no Michaels too is kind of surprising to me. Yeah. Sean's my favorite. Sean's exactly. My favorite the rest of all time. Um, but we're talking about contributions to, yeah. to WWE and what they've meant to the business. And, and look, if it were up to me in that situation, I would scratch Hogan off that sucker probably. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, if we're just talking not the kind of human being you are, but we're talking about <laughs> your contributions as a uh, a wrestler, yeah. um, the company, okay, Hogan was responsible for you know everything that happened after after the late eighties. So yeah, you know, and, and look, Hawk's always been really nice to me, yeah. um, but that doesn't make him a great human being. So. Um, that's a fair, that's that a fair way of putting it. It's a very fair, a way, fair way, way of putting it. So real quick before we get you out of here, what are we going to expect from you at WrestleMania? Like what you always put on a show, one of the most entertaining. So what are we, what are, what are we getting when we, when fans tune in? Uh, well, I mean, if you look at my track record at WrestleMania, it's all hits, no misses. Yep. Um, and that will continue. Um, I'm in there with a very capable opponent in Cesaro. I expect him to bring his absolute best. It's his first singles match uh, at WrestleMania in his career. So he's going to uh, probably try to hurt me the way he hurt me in that basketball game many years ago. Um, But, you know, uh, I just think WrestleMania brings out the best in me. For whatever reason, I seem to thrive under pressure. Um, I've always had really good performances at WrestleMania, and uh, I don't see this year being any different. And so... Uh, along with my WrestleMania drip, which I will be bringing uh, to WrestleMania as well. I've got I've got uh, some fancy suits for the, for the occasion. Um, it's going to be a hell of a night, hell of a two nights, and a hell of a performance from yours truly. You know, Roman has he was just on our sneaker shopping show. He's really stepped up his game. Like, are you like taking notice of Roman like kind of stepping up his style a little bit? Uh, I mean. Roman wears a t-shirt and jogging pants on our television show. He just happens to but wear really expensive tennis shoes. The sneakers, he's really standing out, Seth. Bro, I don't know anything about sneakers. I, I know zero <laughs> things about sneakers. When I was 12, I wanted the newest Air Jordan shoes. That's like the last thing I remember about buying sneakers. Man. Right, so you won't be appearing now, sneaker now, shopping anytime soon. <laughs> yeah. I, I will not be sneaker shopping. I don't. I haven't worn a sneaker. I wear a, my tennis shoe is is for functionality only. I, I prefer. Uh, something I can work out in or move in, not a, not a sneaker. So, uh, no, but my suit game has been, uh, through the roof. The, the internet has taken 
taken notes and, and they've given me the, they've talked about my drip. I don't know exactly what drip means, but <laughs> I, I have it and they like it. And so I will continue to do it. Amazing. WrestleMania, April 10th and 11th, Raymond James Stadium, Tampa Bay, live exclusively on Peacock in the United States, 8 p.m. Going to be a huge show. Seth, we appreciate you joining us. We wish you all the luck. Thanks, Seth. All right, guys. Thank you. Thanks. Yep, have a good one. Shout out to Seth Rollins. That was fun. Uh, I feel bad for him. His bears are going to be. You you should have bet him, Zion. You got to take advantage of these these rich motherfuckers coming on here and trying to make bets with whoa, you. Whoa, whoa, whoa! Who says I'm not rich? I'm just saying. He, he you know, you got to you, you let CJ off the hook. You let CJ off the hook. I didn't let CJ off the hook. We just didn't win. I mean, yeah, you didn't win. CJ won. CJ got the best of you there, but you could have got you could have milked CJ there. But, uh, yeah, the Bears, I don't know. Good luck to Seth at WrestleMania. Maybe he'll win. Maybe he won't. Who knows? Uh, fellas, how do we feel about this week? I, it feels good. We got some segments. We got a lot going on in sports, I guess. Can I just tell you guys real quick before we get out of here? The NBA is awful right now. We is didn't really it? talk about the NBA this week. It is an awful product. To watch I right wouldn't now. know. I really wouldn't know. <laughs> I'm enjoying every bit of it. <laughs> every single game. I'm. <laughs> you know. You know what's crazy? The Nets and Yankees were playing at the same time yesterday. And I was tuning into the Nets the whole time. And they lost. They lost, but I was still watching. Did you can I just read this tweet that I sent to Adam earlier? Go ahead. Let me read this tweet by Tim Reynolds from the AP, longtime NBA writer. Friday and Saturday in the NBA, 18 games, four decided by 44 points or more, 22 point average win margin by the teams that won. One game decided by five points or less. That is terrible. That's an awful product. It's a bad stretch. Adam Silver should be arrested for what he's done to the NBA. I wouldn't go that far, yeah, uh, but <laughs> that seems a little excessive. But uh, yeah, it's it's, it's, a, it's, it's, do- it's it's the dog days it's, of the NBA. But we've been saying this for weeks. The league, the, this, the league is boring. The league is painfully boring right well, now. Also, that, will, that will not last long. Yeah, so maybe last I should long. maybe I shouldn't have saved this this for the end of the podcast. But it's just been brewing with me. I mean, yeah, there's injuries. There, there there's reasons why it's so bad right now. But Jesus, it is bad. KD's back bad. this week, so we good. I mean, you're a Nets Everybody's fan, so obviously, like you're, you're, but you're you're literally the only one enjoying the NBA right now. Nets fans, I think Jazz fans are enjoying it. There's no Jazz fans. You just made up a group of people. They don't exist. Yeah, in Utah. All of them live in Utah. Oh, all they, them. Yeah, they are okay. uh, a little bit. They're they kind of have the same mindset as Adam, but you. All right. All right. On that Excuse note. me, pal. On that note, I just, I just, I hope the NBA, I hope the product gets better. Maybe we're in for playoffs that are going to be great. I don't know. We love y'all. Make sure you subscribe to the podcast. If you haven't already listened to our last chance you episode last week, it's very, very good. And there's a clip on the complex YouTube. You should check out. We know you guys like video content. That's also very good. Subscribe to the podcast, Apple podcast, Spotify podcast, wherever you listen. Leave those five-star reviews. Let us know who you want on the podcast. We're always listening. Till next time, stay safe. We love y'all. Peace out. And as always, a special thanks to our producers, Josh John and Jasmine Plata, this our audio editor, Complex Jones, Networks, our production manager, Sean Sel Correa, our talent booker, Shanice Kelman, our senior director of operations, Jen Stewart, our general manager, Donnie Kwok, 